You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. What is up, everybody? This is Doc Jock. Alongside Dr. Mitchell Roslin, I am Greg Sussman. Doc, how's it going? Everything is going well. How is it going so far for you? Finally, nice weather here in New York. Very, very well. I was in Charleston, South Carolina over the weekend. Great city. Beautiful city. Great city. And one of the bachelorette capitals of the world. It was a bachelor capital capital of the world for us uh, over the weekend. But it was great. I absolutely loved the city. Great great restaurants right on the water. It was beautiful. The old town, College of Charleston. It's a great place. I loved it. And, And, you know, you can go, the beaches there, like Kiwa, uh, and there's another one on the other side. They're just like 35, 40 minutes away from. So that's exactly what we did. We went to Folly Beach uh, and um, Isle of Palms on, on two separate days. And it was, it was great. They were both yeah. beach towns and they were both. Uh, it was awesome. And Charleston's a beautiful little southern city. It is. You, you know, have the old where the horse and carriage and the cobblestones. Anybody, everybody should, should go take a look. Nashville's also become a fantastic destination. Absolutely. In fact, all the guys I was with, mostly engaged and married, uh, were like, oh, I'd like to come back here like, with my significant other. And it was like, it's the perfect town because it has the beach and it has the old city and it has uh, a lot of great stuff. I was, I was a big fan of Charleston. Yeah. You know, South Carolina beaches, Kiwa, um, and you know the Hilton Head side, they're fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. So and You can ride your bicycle on the beach there. You can? You know, because the, the sand is very wet. That's, uh, that's an additional benefit. When you're down by the water, it's very wet. When you're up top, very hot. <laughs> believe me. Uh, believe me. Uh, but over the weekend, we were together, um, and we were all, my friends and I, we were able to watch game one, of course, of the NBA Finals on Thursday. And then game two, we didn't get to watch together because it was all the way on Sunday. Isn't that like a little ridiculous? Yes, I mean three days in 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 one in one city. It's crazy. Uh, I mean, I guess um, the argument is it takes uh, a, a fatigue out of it, and you're getting. Um, it's kind of interesting. I, I guess Wednesday and Thursday are the biggest nights for television. Friday, Saturday are the worst. Yep. So it puts them in a predicament where they don't want to go Friday and Saturday, although they're going next Friday night. They are going next. They get Wednesday and they do Friday, but I don't think they wanted to go Wednesday, Sunday. So it's kind of interesting that they skip the Friday. I would figure that they're skipping Friday and Saturday because summer Saturday nights have the lowest ratings on television. That is correct. And as do summer Friday night. Correct. So I figured that's why they're going to Sunday. But then what goes against that is they're playing next Friday night. So I think the thing is to have three days in between the games, they're kind of ridiculous. So I think that's why they're doing Wednesday uh, for game three, which is also kind of crazy that they're skipping Tuesday. But as you said, Wednesday gives them what they want. I mean, they could have went Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. Like that they could have done. Instead, they're going Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. Right. And now, enough. And, they, and, 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 and we're back to 2 2 one, one, one. Yes, sir. There's a, a, lot of, uh, a lot of travel. It's a good thing Enos Cantor is not there because he would have had a trou- trouble with going through. Well, they said that he, had, they were gonna, he was very concerned about that. Yeah, which is a whole, a whole, whole, whole interesting story. Um, but it, it's, been, it's been very, very interesting so far. First of all, you know, you, you take my take on it. When Clay Thompson uh, got hurt last night, I'm like saying to myself, oh, my God, another bad break for the Knicks. Because if you were a Knicks fan last night, you were like, you, know, you had three Warrior jerseys on. You know, going like that. And 
the first game was, you know, Toronto played extremely well. They really didn't God Siakam, so I wouldn't run out and put Agreed. Siakam on all of my fantasy sports things. Well, I don't he is. Take any- Siakam being on your fantasy team is a good thing, but yes, they did not guard him. That's correct. I mean, you know, they basically made a decision, and, and Draymond Green told you after the game that, you know, we'll, we will stop him. And, and, and you, know, no, you know, again, Siakam is, a, is an ancillary scorer. I mean, there's a big difference between being a leading person when your defense is focused against you. Um, as opposed to being somebody who's picking up on uh, and, and finds empty spaces on the court. I give him all the credit in the world. He played an outstanding game. Everything was set up for Toronto. I, you know, what, what I think about in game two is did they miss a golden opportunity that they're going to regret. Not saying that even if this thing was 2-0, and, you know, I've gotten the NBA completely wrong and the last final things that the Warriors are out of it. I mean, they certainly wouldn't have been out of it without losing no the chance. game at home. Nope. But, you know, they allowed the Warriors to go on that 18 nothing run at the beginning of the second half. Mm-hmm. Clay Thompson gets hurt. Game comes back to them. They really had a golden opportunity. They did. What did you think at the end of last night's game? How it all kind of transpired because both teams went into a, a brutal shooting slump. Danny Green hits the three, brings goal, uh, brings Toronto back within two. Golden State obviously gets the ball back, and Iguodala hits the big shot. Not up to that yet, but exactly. They pass the ball to Draymond. I was shocked at that point they didn't just foul Draymond Green. There's a two and a half second differential between the shot clock and the game clock. They don't foul Draymond. Draymond get it, gets it back to Steph, who you obviously don't want to foul. Kawhi Leonard comes within inches of stealing the basketball. And then Andre Iguodala has nobody within 50 feet of him behind the arc. And with five seconds to go in the game, which meant three more seconds or so on the shot clock, he lets it fly. So I always believe in extending the game. Mm-hmm. Okay, I always believe that you know, A, you always want the ball, and you always want to extend the game if you're behind, and you always want the clock to move if you're ahead, okay? And I think that probability would bear me out on those things. So if you're down two, you need the ball back, which means you foul at the first possible opportunity. And an NBA, you know, an NBA two foul shots is worth 1.5 points. Mm-hmm. Roughly point, and then if yep. you add pressure to it, roughly seventy-three times point point seven three times point seven three. So I think you have to foul. Worst comes to worse. Okay, you rush you're down, down four. Worst comes to worse, four. you're down four. At you're that down point. four. Eighteen They don't want to foul, so you take the ball straight to the him, the, the, the rim, rim right. and you're back in the same situation. You can't allow one shot to beat you. Then again, let's look at it this way. Nick Nurse has done a hell of a good job. He's gotten this team further than they've gotten before. Got them out of the second round. Has always been, there was a a very nice featured story about him in ESPN, about how he won in England as a young person. I guess he went to Northern Iowa for school. Won with the Iowa Barnstormers. So, you know, 
and he has absolutely coached them extremely well in two game sevens. So I he has that. said that he wanted them to foul Draymond Green. Yeah, well, I mean, you have to extend the game. He wanted them to foul Draymond Green. However, at that point, they wanted one of the reasons that Iguodala was so wide open was because if they were going to take a shot, they wanted Iguodala to take the shot. They wanted him, which I think is appropriate, to take the shot because they felt their best chance was he misses. They have three seconds, four seconds left, calls timeout. You have a chance to go tie or win the game because you get the ball at half court, you call the timeout, and they're in a fine position. So that was why Iguodala was so wide open. He misses, they, they have a fine Listen, shot. Listen, you know, Iguodala, even open, is at best a 33%. Exactly what I was going to say. Three-point mm-hmm. foul shoot. I have no problem with that. I just think you always want, want to extend the game. I think that's really, really... You know, it gives you more chances and the other team more chances to make a mistake when you're behind. Clock runs when you're ahead. Extend the game when you're behind. I think it's one of the basic fundamentals of appropriate time management in basketball. Sure. Sure. You know, to, to, to do that. You know, some of the interesting sidebars of this is... By the way, you know... Kyrie Ky- Leonard is a much better player than I've ever given him credit. Kyrie Leonard is fantastic. He is fantastic. So much, I mean, I obviously appreciated him on the, the the Spurs, but we don't really get a chance to see the Spurs. But he is really a tremendous player in all facets of the. He's game. gotten inc- uh, incredible, incredibly, incredibly good. I mean, a lot of people said he was the best all around. You know, used to hear that a lot. The Spurs, and I guess we forgot that to some extent when he was gone for a year. But he is absolutely a terrific basketball player. And, you know, I'm not convinced he's not staying there. By the way. I think it's possible. I think this run makes it possible. I think it's more than just the run. I think it's more than just the run. I think, you know, I, I, I think I heard Colin Coward making some of these points and some of them, you know, some of them you take, it, you know, it, it, with, with a grain of salt, but some of them are actually, I think, very, very reasonable. You know, point number one is... The reason Anthony Davis of the world want to get traded is because that sets them up for the max contract where they desire to go. So you're talking about Kyrie leaving a lot of money on the table if he goes to Toronto. Mm -hmm. The second thing is everybody extrapolates because he owns a large house in San Diego where he went to school that he's going to play for the Clippers. I mean, yes, he's of the affluence that he can helicopter, but it's not exactly like he's, it's around the corner. And I don't necessarily, you know, you know, again, athletes have a short career where they buy a house and where they actually, you know, where they play their career, I don't think is as representative as if somebody expected to have a 25-year career in, in one place. The next thing is Toronto again, other people made this point, allowed him to sit out 22 games and they still have home court advantage in the NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a pretty good situation for him to be in. And after you've already lost, left, lost a year to injury, okay, he, there's no way he's going to play it that I'm going to do what LeBron James did which is I'll sign a one-year contract where I want to go 
and not worry about injury, and then I can sign my max deal after that or keep on doing the one-year deal. I mean, LeBron always had this failing of invincibility. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing this year is that this year his image, even in my mind, of invincibility has finally been cracked. I don't think Kawhi has that aura of invincibility even in his own mind. So I think that he's going to take the max contract you know, and they calculated that he would have been leaving $80 million on the table between leaving San, Di- San Antonio and leaving Toronto. Do you think he's going to leave that much on the table? It's a lot of money. It's, it's a, a lot of money. I don't, I don't want to say that Kawhi doesn't care about the money. Everybody cares about the money. But do you, is it that important to you to go play near your hometown? That, the money should be more important to Kyrie than anybody else. Kyrie or Kawhi? Kawhi, Kawhi. I'm getting my Kyrie's Kawhi. Ky- 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 Kawhi's. Kawhi more than anyone else. Because, you know, Durant has positioned himself like LeBron Jr. as a using his basketball to go into business. I don't think Leonard wants any of that. I agree. I think Leonard is a very soft-spoken, frowns-on attention basketball player. Where is his economic opportunity going to be after basketball? Like if, if, if Durant leaves money on the table, you know, he, he's in so many startups and so many production things, has so many opportunities in New York, or for that matter, in Silicon Valley. LeBron is producing the barbershop. LeBron has, you know, this whole media company, this whole different thing. They, they're very engaging personalities. What is Leonard going to do? Yeah, I think it's a fantastic point, right? LeBron went to L.A. for his business opportunities. If Durant comes to New York, it's for business opportunities as well as basketball. But- image opportunities. Correct. In, in, image, in, image opportunities. For Durant. Durant. Durant is suffering from being the poor man's LeBron. You know, in other words, we, we, you know, LeBron's business opportunities, Durant's business opportunities. He's looking to of his own space. This is Steph Curry's team. You know, how many times have we heard that in the last few weeks? So it's business and professional opportunities. Let's face it. Walt Frazier said what we've all been thinking. Mm -hmm. You know, they were a championship team without him. They might have been a better championship team with him. Okay. But the bottom line is they were not considered his championship. Now, if they're down to nothing... And he's the finals MVP when he comes back wearing his white coat. It's the game-winning shot in three games. I guess that narrative potentially changes, which is why if you're a Nick fan, you're very glad that it's 1-1 with him coming, coming back. But going back to, uh, to Kawhi Leonard for a moment, you're right. Those business opportunities, those image opportunities aren't there. When you go to L.A. and you sign that monstrous contract that you're going to sign, whether it's with the Clippers or with... No, not I should say specifically with the Clippers, which is what the rumor is... You become the man that you have to answer everything. And you're in L.A. and the spotlight is greater. In Toronto right now, you're the man. No doubt about it. But the lasting memory that people have is what you've done, of course, this year in the finals. There isn't the hounding media market in Toronto. Not that it's not a big They adore him. They adore him. Exactly. He got them to their first NBA championship ever. You'll make the most money. You can sit out 22 games a year, and no one says anything. No one says a word. No one bats an eye. 
And you can do that in L.A. If you go there with the Clippers and you are the alpha male, in which you will because you're signing the max contract, you can't do that. Well, I don't for think. a lot of reasons. First of all, there's the, the, there's the, you know, again, the L.A. Ex- expectation of the L.A. season ticket holder. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's the fact that each time he sits out, it's, it's more attention. But you have to realize he did sit out 22 games. He is clearly their best player. They still had a better record than anybody in the West, so they have home court advantage. And obviously the seedings of the playoffs did not hurt them. In the West, the seedings potentially may make a difference, which makes it more difficult. I mean, Toronto was quite comfortable allowing Game 7 to be played in Milwaukee. That's pretty much what they gave up by having him sit 22 games because you have to believe that if he didn't sit 22 games, I think there was only a two-game difference between them and Milwaukee. I believe so, yeah. You'd have to believe that the 22 games he sat out, which I don't know their record off the top of the hand, would have made a two-game difference in the standings. That's really what they gave up in home court. Now, we might have been questioning that had they lost on home court in Milwaukee. That might have been a, But they didn't. They, they never, they never maybe even made it back to Milwaukee, Doc. They went right. in game six in, Tor- in, in yeah. Toronto, and it didn't matter. Right. They, did, they did what they had to do, and Nick Nurse looks like a genius by arresting Kawhi all season long. Right. So Kawhi Leonard's decision will be now, And then you get used to, as I got my Kyrie's and Kyrie's yes. mixed up, it seems like... Kyrie's stock is way down. I think to us outside it does. I don't know in the inner circle of the NBA if it is. I think that there's major chemistry issues in Boston. I think this contract and his free agency has hung over them. While Golden State is good enough to overcome that with Kevin Durant, I don't know that Boston was. I think Kyrie winds up with the Nets. The Nets, yeah, I think so too, actually. I think think that, you know, I think that, you know, it may just be the popular talk, but... Everybody thinks that Kemba Walker's a better fit for the Knicks. I think so, too. But that's another one, right? Like, we, and we talked about this a couple of weeks back. But as we get closer to, to, June, to July, we'll do it again. That's another one. Are you going to leave, if you're offered it, $40 million on the table? He is. Okay. He is to come to New York. Okay. Okay. It's and a lot of money. It's a lot of money. But, again, he has a fantastic personality. You know... He, you could see him after he sits down, especially if he has an illustrious Nick career, being the next Walt Frazier, being the ambassador of Madison Square Garden. It's possible, sure. I mean, you... you, you he, he could do that for Charlotte. He's I know York, it's not New York. It's not New York. He's a New York kid. And if he, he's won everywhere he's been. How many national... He's not in the national spotlight. No. He's the, he's the star that no one knows. He's... He's like the stepchild, you know, you know, when you actually break these things down. This is his opportunity to really go to, to prime time. I think he makes up the $40 million if he's successful Goes in New, to New York. York. So I have also predicted Kemba Walker to New York, by the way. I mean, I think that... He's older than Kyrie, though. Yeah, but he also hasn't had microfracture surgery. No, he's not. I mean, you know, how much is age compared to miles on your right. domino? Kyrie's mixed a lot more games over his year. You know, again... Kemba Walker, Kyrie has always had a real superstar attitude. How justified that is remains to be seen. Let's face it, Cleveland didn't win a game before LeBron showed up with Kyrie. Okay? 
You know, Boston was argumentatively better last year in the playoffs than they were this year with him. He's had a, I don't know how much of that is related to him, though, as Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown certainly regressed this year. Or maybe they regressed because it was bounce, bounce instead of the ball moving. Potentially. You know, maybe they regressed because the chemistry was different. So if Boston does get rid of Kyrie, or, or Kyrie leaves Boston, whatever, what do they do? I think do? that ship has sailed. I agree with you. What do they do? What's Danny Ainge's next move? First of all, he has to recover. Um, but, you know, again, I think that they're going to, you know, the, the better question to have is, is Anthony Davis willing to sign with them? You know, there was the, the whole thing with, you know, you know, and I think his father meant what he said, the way you ran um, uh, Isaiah Thomas, Isaiah Thomas out of town, who gave his heart and soul to the franchise. Um, you, you know, I don't think registered well. So I think there was probably some meaning in that. Um, and are you willing, you know, Jason Tatum's values down. So, you, you know, are you willing to give up Jason Tatum for him? I mean, that, that's really their whole big advantage. I think that New Orleans clearly doesn't want Lonzo Ball, um, which is what. For now. Although I mean, David Griffin Lonzo, feels different. Lonzo Ball may be a better player if you surround him with shooters. Than Kyrie, not than Kyrie Irving, obviously. But no, not like just Kyrie in general. Irving, just in general. Just a better in player general. than he is. Better player than he is. You know, I think he may have suffered from the same thing that LeBron did, is that you've put them on the wrong, you know, with the wrong people. Yes, definitely. And, and honestly, when you think about that, Lonzo Ball and LeBron can't play together. Speaking of LeBron, I'm glad you bring this up. Would he be traded? No. How that team was put together. Because Magic Johnson's been everywhere recently. And he's called out Rob Palenka. He's gone on ESPN and just called out everything that they did. And then the, the bomb drops from in the ESPN.com story. And was basically like he was a hard ass, but he wasn't always there. And he was, a, uh, you know, an, an a-hole and all these things. And what did you think of that report? Where there's smoke, there's fire, and there's two sides to every story. And I have three no, sides. It, sir. It, it, I don't know. I don't really know. Okay. I, I mean, I'm sure. Listen, I am sure that you don't run six hundred million dollar businesses mm-hmm. and not be a little bit of a tough guy. Sure. Okay. And that's what he said. Okay. And you know, he's always used that smile. You know that gregariousness, that personality that he had. But, you know, you don't win the way he won unless you have an assassin's mentality. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm sure he, he really did. Calling him lazy, I mean, he always gives the image, even on the basketball court, of being laissez-faire because he's magic. Mm-hmm. You know, magic's... You know, you know, you couldn't have accomplished what he's accomplished in the business world or in, 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 in the sports world by being lazy. I mean, he's a tremendously driven person. Um, Palinka seems to be, you know, have a certain reputation of being a little bit of a me person as well. I just think it was a tremendously combustible mix. But I, I, I always wondered, what are all these people 
I mean, what do they really always do all day? I mean, you know, how much is if you have scouts like, you know, when we were growing up, a basketball team had a coach, maybe an assistant coach and a trainer. I mean, now they have like a coach for every player. Now you have a president. Okay, now they just expanded the roster to 15 people. I often wondered, like, what does a president and a general manager of a 12-man team do all day? I mean, how much talent evaluation and how much running of the franchise do you, do you ab- actually need, you know, for, for that type of deal? It never made 100% sense to me. Like, what do they really do all day? Mm-hmm. I mean, and, 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 but, you know, one of the knocks against Phil Jackson when he was here is that he was a part-time president. I really don't think that had anything to do with it. I just think he didn't realize that the game changed, and he was, he was totally bent on showing that his system was, could, could still win correct. in today's players. Correct. I don't think it had anything to do with him being on vacation. I agree with that. I do. Um, I, 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 I mean, he, 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 you know... His take on life was the game revolved around the post for 50 years. We're going to show we can win that way. And you know what? The math of the game changed. Sure. The way they're calling the games changed. You know, the fact that, that, that you know, they allow more physical play down low. And if you touch a shooter, that gets called. I mean, the NBA is doing what they want to do. The game has changed. And, you know, it would be like, okay, could, could you come in today's NFL, okay, and run Vince Lombardi's no. sweep? No. You couldn't do it. No. Now, if you're going to tell me that Vince Lombardi would change to today's NFL, much like Tom Landry changed during his career mm-hmm. and innovative, I'll accept that. I think bright people will always be bright people. Right. But there's no way you can hire Vince, the reincarnation of Vince Lombardi, get him back from Fordham, okay, and going to come in. And we're going with today's rules where cornerbacks, you know, where receivers can't be touched and speed means everything. And we're going to basically have bought star, hand the ball off, you know, let him rest in peace, you know, 40 times a game and throw 12 play actions. Mm-hmm. This wouldn't work. No chance. And, and that's what I think we saw. We've seen. I don't know that we saw that with Magic. I, th- I think we saw that with Phil. We saw that with Phil. Magic's never done this before, right? No. Like, Magic didn't have a system in place, but I think that... No, I, I think part of Magic... I, I, don't know, I, don't, I don't think I'll ever understand I Magic, why. I think Magic was kind of in my school of thoughts, which was LeBron and any 10 players in the NBA were good enough to get you to... to the playoffs. To the playoffs and more. And, but, but, and, and I get that thought. I really do. But, I mean, but anybody that watches basketball, you, me, Magic, that guy, that guy, whoever knows that you need to surround LeBron with shooters. You didn't surround LeBron with any shooters. But here's, here's what you, that's true, okay? But, but, a lot of things I'm going to, points I'm going to make. Number one, Christmas Day, when LeBron, excuse me, has his groin, the Lakers are fourth in the West. Yeah. Okay? You're thinking LeBron, 10 players, Shooters become available at the deadline. I'll pick up my two shooters, much like Cleveland did on a yearly basis. Absolutely. Okay. I pick up my two shooters. Okay. We finish second to fifth in the West. LeBron gets serious. 
We hopefully win one or two series. We get a little bit lucky. We're playing Golden State. I don't think he ever thought LeBron would be out for two months. And then when he came back, he was not the same player. Still an unbelievable player, you know, but not the same killer that he'd always been his entire career. And by the time he came back, I remember sitting here in this studio with you and they were 500, and I said the ESPN put the probability, and we both laughed at saying it was way too low. And then they didn't win a game. You know, some other things happened along the way to do that, but I honestly thought LeBron and any 10 players in the NBA were good enough to make the playoffs, even in the West. Do you believe that with Durant in the East? No. No, I've always felt, and, and maybe LeBron's getting up there in age, that there was a big difference between LeBron and Durant. And, you know, if you wanted to argue other players in the Durant thing, I, I'd listen to you. But I, I think what LeBron has accomplished, I think what people don't realize about LeBron is that he brings it every night. You know, you have, if you add up his playoff games, he's played an extra bunch of seasons. You know, it, it's like almost you almost think you should have given him more rest to, to kind of recover in, in th- things like that. I don't think there's been another, the only other player in my lifetime who individually was as dominant, especially for a long time, was a young Lou Alcinda, mm-hmm. before, you know, and then into Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Mm-hmm. But Lou Alcinda came with the worst, last place Milwaukee Bucks. Yes, they did get Oscar Robinson that year, but that was a 100-year-old Oscar Robinson. And when Milwaukee went from last and won the championship in his first year. And, you know, there was a lot of rule changes that were done because of Jabbar. I mean, the whole thing about not allowing dunking was because of, in the NCAA tournament, was, was because of Jabbar. And I think he's an underrated historical figure in basketball. He was the most dominant player. Now, Will Chamberlain was, by my lifetime, not scoring 100 points. He decided to make himself a defensive center, mm-hmm. you know, in that 72-73 team that the Knicks upset. A team that won like 30 games in a row. The Laker team, you know, it's great, great trivia question, the starting lineup on that team. Do you know who, who that was? Pat Riley came off the bench. Pat Riley came off the bench. Jerry West? Yes. Right. Jerry West and Kareem. How many, how many, no, this is pre-Kareem. pre-Kareem. Was okay. Was okay, 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 okay. Chamberlain? Yes. Right? That's two. Um, Elgin Baylor. Elgin, you know what? That was a, so funny you say that because Elgin Baylor was the first name that came to my mind and I went yeah. right over it. Who else you got? It was Gail Goodridge. I've never gotten that. Great, great lefty shooter. Okay. Jerry West. Yeah. Happy Haston. No shot at that. And, and Elgin Bala. And Chamberlain. And Chamberlain, yeah. Right, so, yeah, so, that's funny. Baylor was the first one that came to my mind, too, unbelievably enough. Um, let's move on. Let's, let's, let, let's continue on here. Who do you think wins game three? Warriors. Okay. I, I think that... Do you think Clay plays? Do you think KD plays? Do you think Kevon Looney plays? Well, again, if none of them play, then I'd have to re- rethink that. I, I think that Clay is going to. I'm basing this on Clay playing, Durant not playing. Okay. Okay. 
I, I think that Toronto missed their really great golden opportunity. And, you know, what you usually see in the NBA is that the fringe players don't travel well. So I don't think you can expect Van Fleet. There's a reason he's a tough player. I don't want to take anything away from him. Great, you know, great story. Came out of Wichita State, free agent, played in the D-League. Don't want to take anything away from him. But he, he's, he's not an elite player. And they've been getting a lot of production. And, and usually, you know, what you find in the NBA is that your bench and your filling players don't travel as well. So you really need, you know, Kawhi Leonard to really have a monster, monster game. And I think that they're going to have trouble finding that second scorer. They really need Lowry to, to play like he used to play. But he's really become like an accessory, a fringe player, meaning if you don't guard him, he'll hit the open shot. He'll make the right decision, tough passer and stuff like that. But he, he, he's not capable of getting his own shot like he was two years ago as a whole. Let's move on to Major League Baseball, the other major sport, of course, in the play. There's not really much here, Doc, when it comes to Major League Baseball. You know, it's, it's I, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like if you listen to any of the Nationals stories or anything like that, or even us, and there's two things that are really, really interesting to me overall. There's another national thing going on right now is the NHL playoffs, okay, and the Stanley Cup. And it's interesting, like, when you watch a Stanley Cup game, there's very few better sporting, sporting, thing, you know, sporting events than Stanley Cup hockey. These guys give it their all. It's great entertainment and stuff like that. And I genuinely like hockey, and I couldn't tell you right now, I know it was 1-1, the Boston Bruins Blues series where it's at. And I, I, really, I really have to th- think back and say th- that the NHL, which has a great product, really made a huge mistake by letting this thing go to Versus and come off ESPN. Because I'm sure like right now on a night like tonight, I'd scroll across and see a great hockey game and get more and more into it. And, you know, none well, of us are talking that's not, about it. I mean, that's not fair because you still can't. It's on NBC. It's on, it's on NBC. I know it's on the NBC, but all year. It's on NBC Sports. It's on NBC Sports. And it, it, it well, you know, ESPN, it doesn't get the coverage from the, the you know, the big well, sport. Well, they, they do have certain games on NBC. Yeah, I understand that. But just I feel the exposure's gone down. So do you feel the same way when it comes to baseball, a lot of it being on ESPN Sunday night, but... Outside of that, they don't have baseball tonight anymore. It's only on Sunday nights. Um, they do have they do have games, of course, across ESPN through the week. I believe Monday night baseball, Wednesday night baseball. Um, well, but hockey, you know what? What I'm bringing out. My, is point, my, my, my point was that a lot of the Fox games are now hidden on FS1. Yeah, I mean, or MLB Network. Right. I, I mean, I think that honestly, baseball has become a hundred percent local and fantasy junkies. I agree. Okay. I don't think there's any disputing that. And, and, and I think that what hockey has made the same, is going down the same path. So, like, if the Rangers were in this, New York would be talking about it. But, but the Blues and the Bruins can play a historic series. They might. Okay? That goes to triple overtime. And there's not a person in New York who would know what's going on. And people say, okay, that's hockey and 
you know, whether that's the fourth or the fifth sport now with MLS soccer coming up, I mean, remains to be, you know, is, is questionable. But baseball's come the same way. No one, I mean, if, if I ask the average fan who's leading the league in home runs, no one has any idea. Do you? Um, what's, you know, Alonzo's got 19, but I, I think it's Christian Yelich. It's Chris, uh, you know, it's funny. That's not even what I would have said. It is Yelich. He has 22. That wasn't even what I would have said. I would have said Cody Bellinger. He has 20. <laughs> you know, so I do not, but, it, but it, it's, it's like people are having, and yet, you know, the games are selling, doing well in local, in certain local markets. I wouldn't say all. I think attendance is down and stuff you, like you that. You look at Tampa Bay, it's a disaster, but yeah. You, you know, I think attendance is down across the, the way. And what I think that one of the points and even in the start of this show, is we always used to talk about the beginning of the football season hurting baseball, but now I actually think it's the end of the basketball season and the basketball draft. I mean, we talk more about the basketball draft and, and, whether, the Lakers, yeah. and whether the Lakers are going to keep their fourth pick than we do anything happening on the Major League Baseball. Speaking of drafts, the MLB draft is tonight. Right. The MLB draft is tonight. Do you ever pay attention? No. Okay. I, I, I mean, the only time you pay attention to the MLB draft is if, like, if there's a Bryce Harper type of player or a Bryce Harper type of player who Steve Boris says won't sign with Scott the people. Boris, Scott, Scott, Boris, Boris, yeah. Scott Boris says won't sign with, with, with player. And I say, I say Bryce Harper because, again, he was, you know, like in Daryl Strawberry with, with the Mets. You paid attention. We all knew that Daryl Strawberry... So unless there's that it player in the major league draft, and this year I don't even think there's a, you know, they're talking about the catcher from Oregon State. That's correct. You knew that. That was okay. pretty good. Uh, yeah, but, you know, again, but everybody says that he has the upside of being a solid major league catcher. Like, no one's talking about him being Johnny Bench. Oregon State catcher Adley Rushman, as you're speaking of, uh, the other can't-miss prospect this year is Texas high school shortstop Bobby Witt Jr. I remember Bobby Witt Sr. Same, a reliever for the Rangers. Pitch for the Rangers, mm. yeah. But even, you know, it's interesting. Like, I read, like, these scouting reports. They're not that glowing on, you know, Bobby Witt Jr. is a shortstop that they say, you know, and again, how the hell you know whether it's true, has a lot of swing and miss potential. You know, that he, he will hit for power, can field the shortstop position, but has a lot, of, a lot of holes in his swing, which makes me surprised that they think of so, so highly of him. And the catcher from Oregon State, they say, is an above-average defender who they think will be an above-average hitter. But they never use the word, like, will be a bona fide all-star for 10 years, which you'd expect, you know, at least to project as the number one player in the pick. But you know what's interesting? I don't even know who's picking first, to be honest. I know these, which is... I mean, it's the Marlins, right? It must be. The Orioles, yes. I don't even know. How about that? Orioles. Orioles Orioles number one. Royals number two. And who's three, four, five? Three, four, five. The White Sox, the Marlins, and the Tigers. And then, you know, also they have the slotting in for the salary lines, mm -hmm. which also plays into that, that there are players that get picked later. It, it is a little bit of poker that goes on in the Major League Draft about where you're willing to go and, and things like that. Things like things like that, but I don't know what does baseball do. I mean, you get into the dog, you, you, you know. How do you revive it? 
And I, I don't think it's just pace of play. I think that's gotten overgrown as an issue. I think it's more to it than that. You know, I, I, I don't know if there has to be more tournaments into it, some, some other structure, maybe begin to look at, for example, like the way the, you know, it, it, it's always really confusing to an American as, as how can um, Manchester City win the Premier League and, and, and um, Liverpool win the, the Champions League, you know, and, and which, who's better, you know? <laughs> it's confusing. It's very confusing. You know, because essentially they're different tournaments. One is their, their, their regular league season, which then determines whether you go into the Champion League for the next year. And then the Champion League is against all of the other top teams in all of the other FIFA. Right. But, but it does keep you engaged in the fact that if you get off to a bad start in the Premier League, if you did well the year before, you still have the Champion League to, to, to look forward yes. to, yep. which I think may be something that baseball may have to look for so that you, you know, if the Red Sox are eight and a half games behind the Yankees, okay, maybe, but the Red Sox, because of last year, they're now in the Champions League. There may be certain things to look at to make baseball more exciting to do that, maybe on an international level, because right. something has to give. You think so? I definitely do. I think, I think that all of the, you know, when I grew up, Tom Seaver was the most recognizable athlete in New York. Uh-huh. Okay. Now. I, it, was I mean, o- it was Odell Beckham, obviously. Okay. Yeah. But. Now, you, you, now, now, now in New York, to be totally honest with you, it might be Aaron Judge. I mean, Eli Manning comes to mind as well. Eli Manning comes to mind. Um, and that's because it's a downtime for the Knicks. But even still, it's probably Aaron Judge. Um, Syndergaard? No. All right. No. All right. Not Jacob DeGrom. There's no one, there's no one on the Mets. I mean, okay. the, the, Mets have, the Mets have done a terrible job selling themselves. Sure. Um, I would argue that the most recognizable Yankee is still Derek Jeter, but that's 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 who now owns the Marlins, right? You know, um, but well, A Rod's up there too. Then, you know, I would tend to think that Manning crosses over okay. the popular culture more so than 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 Aaron Judge. I think Aaron Judge has a real chance, though. I mean, I, I really do think it, it hasn't helped Major League Baseball that he's been hurt the whole year. Whereas I don't, I don't think the average person knows who Mike Trout is. I think they think Mike Trout's a fisherman. Potentially. I mean, I, I, I really, That's a major issue. I don't think anyone knows who Christian Yelich is. Not a chance. Not a chance. Cody Bellinger as well. Cody Bellinger's father played in the major league. So, exactly. I mean, you, you know, again, I, I don't have my pulse on L.A., but, I, you know, it's kind of interesting. While the Knicks don't have an identifiable star... People are talking more about the Knicks, and they talk a lot about the Yankees, too. You know, I have to, the Yankees and the Knicks are, are getting most of the headlines in New York, and as are the Jets, for that matter. For the, you know, it's actually been a quiet time for the Giants in New York. Sure. You know, the only thing you hear about Daniel Jones is he looks like he belongs as a second-string quarterback. <laughs> that was the OTA thing. Right. <laughs> It's not third string though, Doc. It's the good news. <laughs> you know, it's and he knows how to drive. 
Those are the two. <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take it. We'll those, take are, it. those are those are the two things you 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 have gone. But but the biggest talk in the city right now, I think, is the, the Knicks free agency and the NBA draft. I agree. I mean, and and there's well, art- also the big story this past weekend was the fight here at MSG, with, where where I have to watch the replay about like this yeah. guy who. Everybody told me he needs bariatric surgery, knocked out the heavyweight champion of the world. That's now the heavyweight champion of the but world. But the problem with that is, and, and that's, you know, but it, it, so, so when everybody talks about baseball, the biggest sports when I was growing up, the biggest events was boxing. I mean, Muhammad Ali, Joe Frazier, Rocky Marciano, they used to say the heavyweight champion of the world was the most famous athlete in the world. Now, before... The heavyweight, did you, on Saturday night, did you know that in Madison Square Garden there was a heavyweight championship in the world? I did, but, I did know there was a fight, yes, but I couldn't tell you who was in it. Okay, and did you know, the only reason you know it was a heavyweight championship is because it was another Buster Douglas moment. Correct. Other than that, we Correct. wouldn't have known who it is because honestly, UFC has passed boxing by as being a, a, a popular sport right now. Easily. You know, Easily. And, and, and horse racing is another sport that's died, you know, you know, I, I know we have Kentucky Derby, but even if you go to Pimlico, they want to close the track where the Preakness is. Because, you know, horse racing, God, you used to go to the barbershop and all of a sudden they'd stop cutting your hair when I was a kid, okay? It's because Dave Johnson would be coming off live from Aqueduct to give, you know, on News Radio 88 sure. to give you sure. the, the, the call of the, the seventh from Aqueduct, you sure. know? Uh-huh. And, and Saturday night was Roosevelt Raceway and the, and the Harness and Trotters, which I think was the most fixed thing in the entire world. Sure. So sports change. You know, the NFL has gone up. NBA has gone up. I guess people find MLS going up. But I think it's really nerve-wracking for baseball. I mean, I really think they're going to have to figure out something to keep us, you know, engaged because – Nobody, you know, if you listen to any of the nationals, no one's talking about. And, and now you pass Memorial Day, so you can't even say it's the beginning of the season. You know, more people are talking about Jeopardy James. Yeah, what do you think of that controversy? Are you are you watching Jeopardy? I haven't been watching, but I know he's won ridiculous amounts of so, money. But you don't watch? No. All right, everyone downstairs, everyone watching, you're not going to see this last three hours. He loses tonight, and it came out early this morning. The Post had it because Jeopardy airs like at 11 a.m. in some markets. So then Darren Ravel started tweeting about it. Everyone's like up in arms like, what do you mean? We haven't watched it yet. How are you spoiling this? And it became a huge story today. He loses tonight. He just misses out by $60,000 on breaking the record for most money won on Jeopardy. There you go. There you go. And you know, I don't even know who hosts Jeopardy anymore. Alex, Alex Trebek. Trebek. Yeah. Still out. I thought he had pancreatic cancer. He does, but he's, uh, he's been able to... Withstand the storm. Withstand. Because the original host of Je- was not. Alex Trebek was Wheel of Fortune when I was a kid. Really? That was a long time ago. Now. Yeah, uh, with Vanna White. Alex Trebek. Look it was up- never Pat Sajak. I thought it was always Pat Sajak. I don't think so. I think Alex Trebek was the original host. Somebody like, think Bob Fleming. Look at that up. I'm looking it up right now. The original host. Well, I mean, was originally heard by Art Fleming. Art Fleming. So Don Pardo, the SNL announcer, uh, served as the announcer. John Harlan announced. Uh, but since its inception as a daily syndicated version, well, not weekly, daily, it's always been Alex Trebek. But I think Alex Trebek started on game shows in Wheel of Fortune, I think. I'm looking now. He uh, hosted High Rollers, The Wizard of Odds. Okay. 
No. Hard Sharks he hosted before the original Hard Sharks. Hard Sharks is back, by the way, with Joel McHale. Big game show fan, as you know. Um, <laughs> no. No, sir. Uh, no. No. Yeah, I thought, thought it was, he was he's definitely- Wheel of Fortune was always hosted by Chuck Woolery initially. Okay. And then, and then Pat Sajak. Pat Sajak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the, the classic shows. The best show of all time used to be Bob Weebanks and the Newlywed Game. Bob Weebanks, yeah. Weebanks and the Newlywed sure. Game. I like the, the, cla- the, 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 the classic, uh, you know, some of the classic lines, which probably will get us thrown off the radio, like, where was the most famous place you ever made love? Right. <laughs> Stuff like that. It was great. Those were the, and they used to have the dating game. Sure, of course. Three's a crowd. Okay. Bob Murphy, one of the original Mets announcers. You know what show that he, he, he used to host? No. Show? No. Bowling for Dollars. I just read about Bowling for Dollars. Bowling? Al- Alex Trebek did that too. Bowling for Dollars. Alex Trebek did that Bob too. Bob Murphy used to host Bowling for Dollars. There you go. Okay. The dating game. Matchbox. You know, it's. You, you know, when, when, match game, match game. When because when you were a kid, when I was growing up, you only had two choices: watching soap operas or game shows. If you, you were sick from school. What'd you choose? I would watch the game shows. You know, like Price is Right. Twenty thousand dollar. It was ten thousand dollar pyramid. Twenty five thousand dollar pyramid. Yeah, I think it was ten thousand in my day. It was before inflation. I'm getting sure. really old. And 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 then they moved on to you know some of the night shows and, and stuff like that. But that used to be what what daily. I mean. We only had Channel 2, Channel 4, Channel 5, Channel 7, Channel 9, Channel 11, mm-hmm. and PBS was, was 13, and, and Fox was in a real network. Of course. And there was no cable in Brooklyn. Well. We had to listen to Marv Albert, you know. Yes! Yeah, tonight's Nick game is brought to you by Manufacturers Hanover. When you think of banking, you think of the MHT. And Nathan's more than just the best hot dog. How about that? I don't even know. I, I don't know a better way to wrap this up than that. Doc, that was awesome. Marv Albert, uh, we'll see if he's back as the lead announcer next year on TNT. But enjoy the rest of the NBA Finals. Next week at this time, we think it'll, it, it may not be over. It may not be over. Well, you know, let's try to figure out. So I don't game think it f- can't be over. So game... Uh, it, it would be five games. Game four is Sunday. I assume game five is Wednesday. So there's a small chance it's over. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Wednesday, Monday. Friday, Sunday. Today, today's Monday. It's not going to be over. It's not going to be over. No, it's going to go more than five. It'll go more than five games. I agree. That is Dr. Mitchell Roslin. I am Greg Sussman. This has been Doc Jock here on the Fantasy Sports Network. We appreciate it all the time. Go back and watch all our other episodes and all the other great content. Everybody, have a great week, and we'll see you next time. Good night. <laughs>